follow the healing journey of a female full-time traveler going through a spiritual awakening. We'll talk about facing the fears of walking away from a life that no longer serves you, healing from codependency, people-pleasing, and toxic relationships, as well as the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of living life on the road. If you feel stuck in a life you don't want, this podcast is for you. Hello, uh, this is Rebecca. Welcome back to the Empowerment and Sunshine podcast. Um, So today I want to talk about my decision to leave the pharmaceutical industry. Um, It's a bit of a story. I will start from the beginning on how I joined the industry and then things that happened along the way that led to my departure in the end. Um, So recently I watched Painkiller on Netflix really woke me up again, kind of brought me back to this point in my life and gave me a lot of feelings, deep emotions about the industry that I was in, the part that I played. Um, While I wasn't selling Oxycontin or, um, you know, any name brand pain medications that people would really know, um, I was selling pain medications. I did have an oxycodone in my bag. Of course, we weren't able to sample it, but I did sell these products and I had no idea how bad they were and what I was involved in. And um, watching that series really brought up a lot inside of me. So I'm kind of going to just jive with that conversation and um, give you guys a little insight into why I decided to leave that career. And it's all part of my evolution, part of my growth. So a big part of my, my healing was leaving that industry. So to go back, um, it was I joined the industry in 2010. At that time, I had finished college. Um, I had had a few different jobs, um, but didn't really find my career yet. I started out in sports management, actually worked for the Orlando Magic for a couple of years, um, but decided to leave that job, um, come back to New Jersey, and I was bartending. Um, And then a friend of mine who was in the pharmaceutical industry came up to me and said, you should um, interview for a pharmaceutical sales position with my company. I think you'd be great at it. So I did. I went out for the interview. Two weeks later, I was a pharmaceutical sales rep. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into, Um, but I knew that there was a lot of traveling, there was a lot of um, dinners and fun and big money. So I was excited and I was just like throwing myself into it, wanting to know as much as I could about the product I was selling. I was selling pain medications. My number one product was an anti-inflammatory, but we had a family of pain medications. So I had a tramadol product, I had a um, hydrocodone and an oxycodone. Um, that were, you know, kind of similar to Oxycontin and Vicodin, but different, um, different delivery systems, et cetera. But it was the same molecule. But again, my my number one product was an anti-inflammatory, which can pretty much be used for anything. So I had the, you know, the world was my oyster. I got thrown into a great territory in New Jersey and really started to pick up sales in my area very, very quickly because it was a very good area that had tanked when the previous rep had left the area. So, you know, I got out of training, fire lit under me, um, you know, in training, they definitely 
give you, you know, all the motivation and you just feel like you're going to rock the world when you get out there and make such big money. And, you know, I started meeting my doctors and meeting the office staff. And I learned really quickly that the sales, pharmaceutical sales is about relationships. It's about getting to know the people, knowing what times their office is open, knowing who to talk to, to get back to talk to the doctor, when to arrive, when they're not too busy, and then knowing where they like their coffee from, what kind of coffee they like, where what restaurants they like to have lunch from, getting on their calendar. How do you get on the calendar for lunch? Um, and is the doctor open to dinners? Will the doctor come out to a dinner with other doctors? Because that's when you really build the relationships. Um, and I just hit the ground running. I started to get into these offices, get in, you know relationships with the girls at the front and start to really get to know the doctors. And that's they knew about my products because they had been on the market for a long time. So there really wasn't a ton of selling to do as far as the products were involved. It was really relationship building and networking and bringing these doctors together. And that I was really good at. So I had quick success, very quick success in pharmaceutical sales. I was named rookie of the year. I won a trip to Mexico in my first year with the company, um, which was an amazing elaborate vacation that I took my sister on with me. We had an amazing time. I met a lot of really cool people throughout the industry. Um, and I stayed as a pharmaceutical sales rep um, with that company until they were bought out. And then I switched companies. Very common in the pharmaceutical industry to switch from company to company. Um, very rare that you find someone that's been with the same company for their whole career. It does happen, but very rare. So I did switch companies, but continued on in pharmaceutical sales. And I joined a very small company that was based out of New Jersey. And after being um, with them for about three years, so now total, I had been a sales rep for about five years. Then I got the opportunity to take a home office position. And so as I'm out there as a rep going in and out of these doctor's offices, I really just started to feel like a coffee girl. I was dropping off samples. I was dropping off coffee. I had a very set routine where I went to the same doctors every single week and, you know, picked up new ones here and there, but I really just kind of was building the prescriptions from my doctors like having them write as much as possible, making sure they were remembering all the different indications, the different things they could write the script for. Um, and just, it just got very monotonous. It got very like the same thing every day. And I just didn't feel like I was really making a difference in the world. You know, I was just doing the same thing every day, bringing coffee. And I just kind of felt like I wanted to, I wanted a bigger challenge. I wanted to do more. I thought about moving into management, sales management, and I could run the sales team, you know, for several different reps in the area. So I started to kind of figure out how can I move into that role? And I thought that taking a home office position could maybe put me on like the fast track to management. So I took a role in sales operations where I was pretty much at a desk at a computer in Excel, building spreadsheets. Um, my role was to help the sales force. So sales operations really kind of make sure the sales force has everything they need to do their job so that they, you know, they know what doctors to go visit. They have data based on, you know, prescriptions that these, these doctors are writing. Um, we're able to track, you know, what calls they're making, which doctors are, all the reps are going to, how many prescriptions are coming from these doctors and making sure that the sales reps are getting these reports so they know where to go. Um, so it was a lot of Excel. And I stayed in that role, if I remember correctly, I think it was about three years. 
Um, transitioning into that role was rough. Going from being in the field and talking and you know schmoozing and networking to going to being at a desk was like culture shock. It was big for me. It took me probably about six months to really um, to get used to being in the office. But then I fell right into the flow. I really enjoyed it. I got good at it. Um, I started to kind of come up with new and different ideas for different reports and things like that. Um, and and I was liked, you know, by my management team, by um, you know, everyone in the office. I was um, enjoying it. Um, but then it just, again, started to get monotonous. It's kind of my way of doing, I guess. If you kind of look at my history, I kind of, after I do something for a couple of years, want to change it up. I look for something new. I want a new challenge. Um, and with this, I was really sick of being in Excel every single day and wanted a new challenge and really still wanted to get into sales management. Um, so kind of put that out there. Um, and then my my company gave me the opportunity to get my MBA. They financed, you know, they paid for me to get my MBA, which was phenomenal. I was so, so happy that they um, offered to do that. It was something that I wanted. Um, and I did. I went forward and got my MBA. And then shortly after that, I was given the opportunity to move into marketing. We had a new VP of marketing come in. He was looking to build a team. I was looking for a change. And um, we, he moved me over. You know, I did some interviews and I moved over into marketing. Um, so moving into this role is when I really started to work with all the different departments in the company. I worked with regulatory. I worked with legal. I worked with human resources, with accounting. You know, um, I really started to, like marketing, you have to work with every single department to really get the job done. Um, so then I started to kind of get knowledge of uh, how the whole industry kind of comes together, how this all works from the back end. Um, one of the things I remember that really stuck with me is I started to learn about insurance and how the manufacturer contracts with insurance companies. And I remember being really surprised that we paid insurance companies to put us on their formulary to cover our product. So I thought about it as a patient and I'm thinking to myself, so when there are certain medications that are covered by my insurance, it's not only based on what's going to be best for me as a patient. It's going to be based on which companies paid them. And I was really kind of like taken aback by that, um, but continued to do my job. That wasn't my problem. That wasn't my department. Um, let me just keep doing my job. I did have to know about insurance coverage in order to properly do my job in marketing. So I, you know, understood how my products were covered and moved on to do my job. I moved up um, pretty quickly in the marketing department. I ended up being a brand manager for one of the products that we had for a long time. And this product was um, in women's health. In for, it was for menopause. And I kind of got thrown in and enjoyed the challenge. I absolutely loved that it was kind of like my product. I had to learn everything about it, everything about the competition. What's the best way to sell it? It had been on the market for a long time. How do we put a new spin on it? What should I be telling the sales team how to sell this product? Um, and I had a lot of fun with that process. And I was kind of just in the middle of it. Um, and now stepping back and looking back at it, it was like I was so part of the machine, the pharmaceutical machine. And when I'm watching the show Painkiller and seeing the way the pharmaceutical reps, the reps for Oxycontin in that case, were fired up and told to sell, 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 that was what I was doing. I was standing on stage at sales um, meetings and telling the sales force what to say, how to say it. I was creating the promotional materials for them. 
And again, it was not about the patient. It was about money. How do we make the biggest profit off of this medication? That's the business. Of course, that was my job. And I started at this point to really kind of understand what I was doing and feel a little key about it, but then knew, you know, it's my job. I'm continuing to get promotions. I'm continuing to make more money. And, um, I have a life to support now, you know, we, we have two homes now and, um, you know, just this vacations we love to take and I'm used to having a good amount of money. I'm not going to walk away from this. So, you know, I kind of just stuffed down those feelings. I would talk about them in therapy, tell my therapist how I wasn't feeling really great about being in this industry, but, you know, continuing to move forward. And, you know, I continued to have that, like, feeling of wanting to get back into sales, to be back as a sales manager, which is kind of what I always wanted. And I thought maybe now separating myself from, you know, being the one that's creating these materials to just getting back out in the fields would make me feel better. At least I wasn't stuck in an office anymore. I was getting a little bit like claustrophobic being stuck in the office. So I started to kind of, again, set my sights on being a sales manager and expressing that interest. And I felt like the carrot was just always being dangled in front of me. Like the company knew what I wanted, but they weren't really ready to give it to me. And, but they kept kind of giving me promotions here and there. Um, and like kind of keeping me getting, again, they gave me the opportunity to get my MBA, like doing things to keep me to where I wouldn't start looking for opportunities outside of this company. I stayed with them for nine years and I, you know, super grateful for all the opportunity that I had. That is exactly what I wanted at that time. I wanted growth in my career. I wanted to make more money. Um, and although I didn't feel great about being in pharmaceuticals, I was, you know, doing the best I could in my role. And then I got an opportunity, um, to take a position in a, a big pharmaceutical company. The one I had been working for for my whole career was very small. And now I got an offer to move into a much larger company for a much larger salary. And it took a little bit for me to make this decision because I was wanting to remain loyal to the company that had given me so much opportunity. But I also you know, wanted to do what was best for my career and my growth. And I came to the conclusion that moving into this new role was what was best for me. And the, one of the things that helped me make that decision was that the company I was moving into was making products for cancer and for, you know, life changing medications that could really help people. And the um, disease state that I ended up being a part of for this company was Alzheimer's disease. And there's very, very few options for patients with Alzheimer's. And this company was creating something that could potentially change the course of this disease and really help the lives of these patients and their families. And I was like, that that's where I want to be. That's where I want to be putting my effort into something that's going to truly make a difference in people's lives. So I made that change and I moved over to this big pharmaceutical company and it almost felt like even though I was making more money and definitely had, you know, a higher title, it was almost like I was back on the bottom of the totem pole having to work my way up because now I'm on this team of high executives in the marketing, you know, industry in pharma and I'm like bottom rung of, of this new ladder. And it was a very interesting transition um, and I learned a lot and I, again, truly appreciate um, the experience. Um, but it, 
it didn't take me away from that icky feeling of being in pharma. It was just different. Now we were, I was working on a product that was not on the market. So I'm no longer selling to a sales force, but I'm thinking about how will this product make money in the future? Um, and I'm working on things like, you know, the colors and the logo and the name um, where my teammates are working on, you know, what, what is going to be the differentiating factors for this product? You know, what is going to be um, the, the, the brand, how, how is this going to be sold? And there was a lot of things, a lot of meetings and things going on that I was not a part of, but that I was aware of, um, with the FDA and, you know, we were still in clinical trials. They're putting together the data to get this product approved. Um, and now I'm realizing kind of all that stuff that goes on the back end when a product's getting ready to be approved by the FDA. And there was another product similar to the one we were working on that came out and was was approved by the FDA that ended up being very, very controversial because there was many um, doctors that were on the board of you know the FDA and um, in the approval process that did not feel that this product was um, should be approved, that didn't have the data to support that it could truly make a difference for these patients but it still somehow got approved by the FDA. And um, it was a big controversy. And um, seeing that just made me realize that even life-changing medications, like there, there's still things that go on behind the scenes that aren't on the up and up. And there's something just, just that doesn't feel right about this. And then the product was going for such a high cost and so many patients were going to need it that I, I want to say, if I remember correctly, they wanted to sell it and they were selling the one that got approved for $56,000 a year. And so this is going to now be Medicare patients that are um, going to be trying to get this product. So therefore, it's going to raise the cost of Medicare for everyone in the country. And, you know, all of this is just like spiraling in my brain. And I'm like, I cannot... I just don't want to be a part of this anymore. I it just don't feel right being a part of bringing something like this to market and not knowing, you know, is the data really there to support it? And because I'm not part of that process and just not feeling like, like I want to be a part of this anymore. And even more so than I did before, even more so than I did when I was, you know, the brand manager for a product where I was the one creating the materials. Now I'm just, it just feels bigger than me. And it feels like something that I, I just don't want to be wrapped up in anymore. And after watching the show painkiller, I'm like proud of myself for like letting those feelings come to the surface and recognizing them and moving forward with what I really had in my heart. So what I, what during this time, when I started to have these feelings of really wanting to get out is also the time where I was making the decision to to get out of my marriage, you know, when everything kind of fell apart there, which I talked about in the previous episode. So it was all kind of coming to a head at the same time. And then during this time, it was when COVID vaccinations were being discussed and there was companies, a lot of companies that were mandating the vaccine. Well, I decided that I was not going to get this vaccine. I did not trust the data behind it. I did not trust the information that was going on around the vaccine. I didn't feel like I personally needed to be vaccinated. That was my stand on it. And I still feel that to this day. And um, 
my company did mandate vaccines. And if you wanted to be exempt from it, you had to submit either a religious or medical exemption request, which I did. I submitted both. And I, for the first time in my life, it was so uncomfortable. But for the first time, I felt like I was really standing up for myself and doing something that was against the grain that felt like I was one of the the minority, you know, I wasn't going along with the crowd, which was very rare for me. If I can't remember really a time that that ever happened at that scale. I mean, I was risking my career and I really felt strongly about it. And I said, I am okay with losing my job. I already kind of wanted to leave the industry anyway. I'm okay with losing this job. If they force this on me, I'm not okay with getting this vaccine. And I stuck by that. I submitted my exemptions and I actually never got an answer. Um, They kind of delayed it for months and months and months. And I just continued to do my job. And the people that I worked with didn't even know that I was going through this, didn't even know that I was at risk of being fired. Um, So I just continued to do my do my job. Um, And then when I decided to leave my home and leave my husband, then I got, you know, I decided it was time to change my life and I wanted to get out of the pharmaceutical industry. I wanted to travel. I wanted to get a fully 100% remote job and I moved forward with all of those steps, still waiting for the response from my company. I was interviewing for remote positions. Um, I was, you know, kind of planning the next steps of my life, not knowing what was going to really happen with this job. And the, I ended up getting the, um, offer from Booksy for my fully remote position and resigning from the pharmaceutical job before even knowing their decision on whether or not they were going to grant my exemption request. So I still wonder to this day um, what would have happened there um, if I would have just remained 100% remote with them, if they would have honored it. Um, I, I'm just not sure. And it kind of like is frustrating to not know. But at the same time, I just accept that, you know, I made the decision to leave because that's what I truly wanted. They didn't force me out. Um, I knew I wanted to leave the industry anyway and I'm proud of myself for leaving. I took a very, very huge pay decrease when I left pharmaceuticals and decided to take a remote job because the value on money isn't there anymore. I don't, that's not something that motivates me anymore. My life and traveling and experience and meeting people and healing my soul, that's what motivates me now. So I'm okay to not have that salary anymore. I know what it's like to have that money coming in and it doesn't make me fulfilled as a person. It does not give me that sense of purpose. It's just money and it comes and goes and you may, and the more you make, the more you spend. And I feel really good about leaving an industry that, um, that I don't agree with Either the, especially in the United States the pharmaceutical industry has a lot of issues that make it difficult for patients, difficult for patients to get medications that they need. Um, There's medications pushed that are not needed and people that spend so much money on brands when it's not necessary because that's what's pushed by the reps and that's what the doctors prescribe because they're basically getting paid to. Um, The bribery that still goes on um, from reps to doctors and doctors that make decisions based on their relationships with pharmaceutical companies and with the reps and not with what's best for the patient. And the doctors and the salespeople and everyone that works for the pharmaceutical companies, they just get wrapped up in the greed and the money and the excitement. And 
if you watch the show Painkiller and see the way that they show how the sales meetings were with the big party and the drinking and the excitement and the awards, everyone wants to win the awards. Everyone wants to win the big pinnacle trip where you go, you're one of the top salespeople and you have to go on this lavish vacation. Everyone wants that. And no one's thinking about the consequences of our actions and what's happening to the patients and the doctors that are just so wrapped up in being a part of it and getting all these paychecks from these pharma companies that they're not making decisions based on their medical knowledge on what's best for their patients' bodies, but uh, for greed. And again, I'm, I'm just proud of myself for getting out. It, it's a, a huge part of my waking up and getting out of something that does not serve my soul. And I will, I will never go back to that industry. I, I just don't think I can unless something drastic happens or if it's some sort of position that I'm able to stand up against what's going on in the industry and do something different. Um, I can't imagine what that might be. So, I mean, all of my colleagues that I worked with in pharma, you know, I still love you. I have great relationships with many of you still, and I do not judge a single one of you if you're still in the industry. It's, um, you know, there's a lot of positives. There are, there are life-changing medications. We need pharmaceuticals. You know, we still need to treat these diseases that are in, you know, that are they're real problems and there are great medications out there. It's just the way the industry um, markets them, sells them. And the fact that so many people's eyes are closed to the fact that it's just greed at the end of the day. So again, I'm not judging anyone who chooses to stay. There's many reasons why you can't make the decision that I made to leave, or maybe you don't want to, you know, you could be super fulfilled. And also there's a part of me that feels like, you know, maybe I should have stayed and tried to make a difference. Maybe it was, you know, something I, I could have at least spoken up and done things differently. Who knows? And maybe someone who's listening is still in the industry and wants to start making a change and doing something differently. So I am proud of my decision to leave. I, um, you know, I look back and I am really shocked kind of at how my eyes were closed for so long to what I was really doing. Um, but you know, again, I don't judge myself either. It was, I, I had a lot to learn at that time and I've grown and changed as a person and I would make different decisions today and that I am proud of. Um, so yeah, with that, I guess I'll wrap this up, but, um, you know, if anyone has any questions about this topic, about being in pharmaceuticals, about changing careers, about making the leap to change your life, because um, it is scary, you know, again, feel free always to reach out to me. Um, but I just want to say that um, I love you all. And thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow my journey on other platforms, please follow Empowerment and Sunshine on Instagram and Facebook and find my blog and Etsy shop at empowermentandsunshine.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, see the links in the description. Sending you so much love and always remember to keep shining.